You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Kim Grenolds of Dogman.com with Scott Eklund. We're reviewing spring football position by position. Today we will be doing the edge rushers. Again, we will be doing this to every position on the roster. Follow it up by written content. And again, we're doing this just because we can add so much more context in doing a uh, podcast and context and get a little bit more in depth. But Edge rushers, Scott, they seem to have a lot more guys, you know, because when I started the podcast and doing this, I figured it would be a quick one because there wasn't that many guys. They've actually got quite a few guys that are uh, edge rushers. Yeah, they do. And um, they've got they've only got one senior, and that's Zion Tupola Fatui. I mean, the rest of them are all younger guys. Um, I, that's not true. I'm sorry. They have Sakai Asawao Foa. But other than that, they don't have any older guys. Most of them are on the younger side. And and uh, Washington is is trying to add quite a few more, and we'll talk about that uh, in the when we get to the 2024 class. Scott, when um, you take a look at ZTF, let's just start right there. He's the biggest name there. Um, he had a couple of big games during COVID season, and some believe he's just kind of lived off those uh, couple of games. And um, his weight has fluctuated. He was light. He put on a bunch. He's dropped a bunch. And now he says he's at a weight that he's comfortable with, around 240, 250. Talk a little bit about ZTF and um, – is the hype that he's received, is it real? Well, if you think about it, so in four games in the 2020 season, in the four games that he played, the Huskies, um, are, he, he posted seven sacks. And he was a first-team All-American. He had a great, um, you know, great standout kind of season. And then since then, he's posted five-and-a-half sacks in 18 games. So... Is 2020 a fluke? I don't know. Um, I think a lot of people just didn't know about him. Now they can game plan for him a little bit more. They they know ZTF. They know who he is. Um, I think he's more like a seven, eight, nine sack guy. Maybe double digits if he if he really gets lucky. The nice thing is he's paired with a guy on the other side who had a lot of success last season. So they've got some really good pass rushing edge guys in Braylon Trice and ZTF, and maybe he'll be able to be the guy that can get in there and get get more sacks than maybe he would on his own because there's someone on the other side that when he the year that he had the big year he was the main pass rushing threat for Washington and they just and the opposing uh, deep offenses just weren't able to do anything against him but now that teams have been game planning for him um, I think he's he's kind of realized that he needs to become more of a complete guy he can't just be a pass rushing guy. And Braylon Trice, you mentioned, he's um, he's really taken a step up. Jimmy Lake, a few years ago, mentioned that he was further ahead than, um, why am I going blank, Joe Tryon. Uh, mm-hmm. And that really raised some eyebrows, but uh, he's getting there. He, uh, he is definitely getting there, and he's definitely made an impact. And I just remember when I first saw him, when he first showed up, Scott, he wasn't that big, but he's put on the weight, and he looks good. Yeah, he's 6'4", 265, and um, looked really explosive last year. Had that sack against Oregon on Oregon's final drive that really set the Ducks back. And and 
Um, just as a guy who got consistent pressure all season long, he and Jeremiah Martin were were just godsends for the defense uh, last season when when they they combined for I think it was something like 17, 18 sacks, something like that between the two of them. And and uh, Braylon Trice ended up with a team leading nine and a half and and just, you know, w- was was one of the best players of Washington, you know, on Washington's defense for the entire season, had nine sacks, 12 tackles for loss, did only have 38 tackles um, on the season. So he's not getting as involved in the in the running game as I thought maybe he would be. And, and that'll be interesting to see how he and Zion Tupola Fatui end up, you know, uh, uh you know, which, which guy plays on the open end side, the field side, and which guy plays on the boundary side. I think, um, you know, Trice is probably your, your field guy and Zion is probably your, your, uh, um, your, uh, guy that's on the, on the boundary side and, and we'll just have to see, but, um, those guys should be able to provide a lot of pressure off the edge if they get what they're looking for. You know, there's a guy on the team that every time I seem to be watching him. He always seemed to stand out to me. He passes the look test. He's a walk-on from O'Day. Um, real bright kid. Milton Hopkins, uh, he passes the look test uh, as a defensive end uh, edge rusher. Um, is he ever going to do anything? Yeah, it's hard It's hard to say. I mean, he was getting a lot of reps during spring, and um, I think the coaches really like him. He's got a great attitude, great motor. He is 6'4", 226 pounds. At least that's what they have him listed at on the on the Go Huskies site. And, you know, I mean, he he's a guy who he is what he is. You know, he's not going to be the flashy athletic guy that, that you know, comes and bends the edge and, and gets quick pressure and, and is able to track down guys on the opposite side of the field. But what he is, he's a guy who knows his assignment. He does what he's supposed to do. And he's always in the right place at the right time. And that more than anything is going to impress coaches when you do all those things. So, um, you know, he I don't ever see him being a starter for the University of Washington, but I could see him being in the edge rotation as things move along. Zach Durfee is a guy that's a transfer out of Sioux Falls. He's uh, originally out of Dawson, Minnesota, went to school at Sioux Falls and transferred into Washington, listed at 6'5", 252. He had some moments in spring ball as well. Oh, absolutely did. And, you know, when 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 Washington went after him, a lot of people were just like, they're really going to take a D2 guy or whatever, you know, whatever Sioux Falls is. I think it's D2, D3, whatever it is. And um, but you watch this guy move and you watch his size and, and his work ethic and how he picks things up. He's a guy that the coaches are absolutely ecstatic about. They're, they're, they like, they were like, you know, he might not be the impact guy that that people want him to be this season. But in the next year or two, he's going to be a guy who's everybody's going to be talking about. And one one coach said to me that he thought he was an NFL guy. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. You know, it's always a lot of hype until you actually see it get done on the field. But 6'5", 252 pounds, he flies off the edge. He he really flashed some potential during the spring, showed the ability to get after the quarterback a little bit, um, was dinged up a little bit uh, about midway through camp. And so he missed about a week and a half of of drills while he was working on the side with, you know, rehabbing whatever little injury that he had. But uh, a guy that I think the coaches are are just excited to see how he progresses, because as a as a first year uh, starter for Sioux Falls last season, he had played quarterback in high school. They moved him over to edge. He redshirted and then he played one year at Sioux Falls. 
and he had he had double digit sacks. I think he had 12 sacks and like 20 tackles for loss and and all that stuff. Now, granted, it was against lower level competition, but it was the first time he'd ever done it. So that just kind of shows you the potential that he's building off of. Lance Holtzclaw, uh, redshirted last year, and we got a chance to see a little bit of him this spring. He was hurt a little bit, but uh, I'm still trying to figure out Lance Holtzclaw. Um, he looks like a dynamic athlete. He definitely needs to put on some weight. They've got him listed at 6'3", 224. And again, we've talked about this previously. Um, he's become friends with Travis Feeney. He's wearing Travis Feeney's number, and uh, he's built like Travis Feeney. Yeah, he is. He's 6'3", 224 pounds. He's... He's going to be bigger than Travis Feeney eventually, but right now, yeah, you're right. He does look like him, and he was hurt for pretty much most of spring football. He didn't do a lot toward the end, and um, so I think that was a little bit of a disappointment that they didn't get to see more out of him and what he could do and how much he's progressed. But um, really smart kid, really nice, and um, can and really engaging, and and is a guy that the coaches said worked a lot in the offseason on on some of his moves and different doing different things. And, but at only 224 pounds, it's really hard to, um, you know, to be effective on the edge. So they're going to have to figure out different ways to get him involved. And then and then, you know, hopefully add on another 10 to 15 pounds before he he really sees the field as a regular in the in the rotation. I think he'll be in the rotation this year, but uh Hard to say. I mean, there's a lot of guys that they can put in this rotation, so it's going to be interesting to see how the coaches figure that out. Do you see him sticking on the edge, or do you see him possibly as a linebacker? I could see him moving inside, but I just don't know if he has that, uh, um, you know, lateral quickness that you kind of need as an inside linebacker. So I don't know, and he's never played middle linebacker. He's always been on the edge, so it's it's a whole new position to learn, a whole new – uh, you know, set of, of skill sets that, that he needs in order to be able to do that. I'm not saying he can't do it. I just, I, I have a hard time seeing him, him do that at the collegiate level, at least as a smooth transition. It might take a year or two for him to really get that down. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Maurice Himes. Um, he was taken off the field in spring ball with a, um, it looked yeah. like a yeah, neck concussion. Um, you know, the aid unit came out, and uh, he's a guy that I think we have been kind of waiting for the switch to uh, to turn on, and it looked like it, it started at times, but still waiting to see what they have in Maurice Himes. Yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys. He's the first off the bus guy. I mean, 6'5", 250 pounds, um, just built unbelievably well. Uh, looks exactly like it. I mean, if you if you said I need to put the out the perfect body size and type for an edge guy, Maurice Himes is it. Uh, long arms has everything that you want in an edge guy. Now he just needs to get after it a little bit more. I think the coaches really want to see a lot more out of him, and they were hoping to see more out of him. Um, and as the spring went along, after he you know he gets hurt that first practice, and then um, you know came out eventually um came back eventually and and was doing some things but but just not exactly the you know the burst out breakout player that you wanted to see so i think the coaches are really looking forward to seeing what he can do over the offseason and and heading into fall camp he's got all the tools he just needs to maximize his ability sakai as uh as well as well a foa 
Um, he's a senior. He's 6'4", 275 pounds. Haven't seen a lot of him. Saw a little bit more of him in the spring. But, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about Sakai. Yeah, Sakai is, a, it, you know, he's from Fife. Um, so he he and um, MJ Ale both knew each other. They played together, I believe. Um, he's from Fife. Uh, didn't have the grades coming out of high school. Went to um, College of San Mateo, CSM. And uh, played there for a couple of years and then came up to the University of Washington last year as a late spring signee. He signed, gosh, I want to say he committed to Washington at the end of April and was here for, um, you know, summer workouts and fall camp. And, you know, he's a he's he's not a guy who's going to blow you away with his speed or athleticism or anything. He's got good size. He's a hard worker. The coaches really like his attitude and everything like that. Six, four, 275 pounds. Um, got a lot of playing time as, uh, you know, with the second team last year in, in mop up duty, he, he saw a lot of playing time. Didn't, you know, didn't put up huge stats or anything. Didn't get, I think he got one sack last year, but, um, he's a guy, I think who's just a slow, not slow. I'm sorry. He's a steady guy who the coaches are like, Hey, if we have to put him in, we know he knows what he needs to do and he's big and he can hold the point of attack. And I mean, his job is really holding the edge against the run. And making it so that it's really difficult to run on Washington on whatever side he's on. And he does a pretty good job with that. I could see him being a guy like Voight Tanufi. Because Voight Tanufi, we're not going to talk about him much here as an edge guy. But Voight Tanufi will move out and play some edge a little bit this you know, this fall. But Sakai is a guy who could move inside. And if you put Voight Tanufi and Sakai Asawafoa in the middle there. And then maybe have Braylon Trice and... Uh, and uh, uh, ZTF on that outside, then you got some some real pass rushers you can throw at the opposing offense. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Anthony James is a highly touted guy that, uh, was he originally committed to Texas A&M? Yeah, committed to Texas A&M and was a very highly considered uh, four-star, almost a five-star. Yeah, out of Levon, Texas, he's measuring in at 6'5", 265. He's another one of those guys that you don't know, you know, he's a new guy with a new number and you look, okay, who's that? And then you have to look down at the roster because he's physically impressive out there. And, and as a guy who still should be in high school at 264 pounds, he ain't going to be at that weight for very long. No, I don't think so. I think he's a guy who's going to play at about 280, 285, maybe even 290 eventually uh, once he sees the field and, and really gets into the weight program. You can look at him, his arms, his legs. He he has very little muscle definition on those on, on that side, you know, on in his upper body, even in his lower body. And and so um, I'm real interested to see how much weight he's able to put on. I talked to Rama Kefri during the offseason and, and actually during the spring. 
and said, what do you think he's going to play at? And we, he's, he thought he would be in the 280 range, something like that, before he sees the field. And he's a guy, you don't expect anything from him this year. There's just a, too many guys in front of him. He's not ready. I mean, he'll probably play a little bit. They'll probably get him in for a game or two, maybe even up to four games. They're not going to burn his red shirt. He's a guy who's going to, he has to grow and, and learn the finer points of playing college football and the things he needs to work on. But man, the tools are all there. Long arms, huge frame, um, can, can really get after it on the football field. And he's a guy who, and we talked about this, uh, you know, when we talked about the defensive line, I think he's a guy who's eventually going to grow into a three tech or a five tech, maybe even a four I, depending on how much size he's able to gain, uh, you, you know, in bulk, he's able to put on his frame, but man, to get a guy like him out of Texas, who was very wanted by basically everybody down in that area, I think Washington got a huge get in Anthony James. And, and you can thank Courtney Morgan for that because that, that relationship really started with Courtney Morgan, Anthony James, when Courtney was up at Michigan and that continued. And he's the one that brought, he's the big reason why Anthony James is up here. He loves Eric Schmidt. He loves Inoke Brechterfield. He loves the entire program, but Courtney Morgan is really the, the, the instigator and in why Anthony James is, is here at the university of Washington. It's just a little bit of interaction we've had with him. Seems like kind of a quiet kid, thoughtful kid, high academic absolutely. kid. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's he's everything. He's the kind of guy you want your daughter to go out with. You yeah. know, I mean, he's the he he's the he's the one who's going to be thoughtful. He's not going to he he's very like you said, Kim, he's reserved. You know, he's not a guy who's going to come out and blow up and 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 just be this fiery guy or anything like that. He's going to go about his business. He's going to do the work. He's going to put in the hard work in the offseason. And, and um, I think that's why Washington really pursued him, because they knew he was a guy who eats, drinks, sleeps. Everything in his life is about football and getting ready. But also he's focused on the right things, which is school, which is family, which is football, which is the program, which is his brotherhood. And that was a big reason, big, big selling point with Washington. Walk on Jake Jennings out of Gig Harbor, Washington, 6'4", 236. He had, he had a couple of moments in the spring. Yeah, he did. He did a few things here and there, um, mostly with the third team. But, you know, he's a guy who can rotate around. You can move him to either side. He can do a few different things. So uh, good walk-on pro- guy for Washington. And and uh, I think they, they really like what he brings to the field. He's a sophomore. He's been in the program for a couple of years already. And uh, he's a guy who just kind of bought in. And, and the coaches really love his attitude and what he does. The guy that they've got coming in in the fall, Jacob Lane. I remember the first time I saw him, I didn't know who it was. I go, okay, well, that guy looks like he could be in a movie as a quarterback. He's just a really, he's a good looking guy. And uh, he just seems to have a little bit of a presence that just kind of people kind of gravitate to. Uh, 6'5", 230. He's definitely going to put on some weight, but uh, Jacob Lane out of Emerald Ridge down in Puyallup. Yeah, yeah, really good kid. And he could have played uh, tight end at the university of Washington, if he really wanted to, you know, if, if that's where he had had, I, you know, I talked to Nick Sheridan a little bit about him and, and Nick Sheridan said, heck, I'd take him over on t- at tight end if he wanted to play. Uh, the kid has great hands and, and um, good athleticism. He helped lead Emerald Ridge to the, to the state playoffs. He's a, he's just a really, really good football player and needs, needs at least a year or two in the, in the system before he really is going to make an impact. But he's a guy, you know, he's got a big frame, six, five, 
200 and what is he? 6'5", 230 right now. And I could see him at 250 easily within within a year and a half, um, you know, playing playing football, um, you know, as a as a redshirt freshman at the University of Washington. With what they've got on the roster currently, they've got a lot of young guys at edge. How many do you see them taking into the 24 class? Well, I think, well, they're going to lose two. So I see at least two edge guys being brought in since they, I mean, they brought in two in this class and Anthony James and Jacob Lane. But like we, I noted earlier, I, I think Anthony James eventually grows himself into a defensive lineman. So they really only took one true edge guy in this uh, 2023 recruiting class. So they're, I think they're going to need at least two, if not a third who could be a, a guy who could um, they could maybe be a swing guy who could play linebacker and a pinch or, or a guy who um, they, they could see being big enough to move inside and play tackle. So um, right now, you know, the, the top guy on their list, but he's the top guy on everybody's list is Elijah rushing out of South point Catholic down there in, in uh, Arizona. That's where Mateo Mele went. Bijan Robinson for all, you know, people who follow, college football and the NFL draft, Bijan Robinson, who was just drafted in, what was he, number seven or six, whatever he seven, was. Seven, I think, yeah. Yeah, number seven by the Atlanta Falcons. So, um, you know, he's a he was a big-time tailback for um, South Point, and then he went to Texas and, and was really good for three years for the for the Longhorns. But, um, you know, Ed, Elijah Rushing, 6'6", 235, could go anywhere. Um, a natural pass rusher. Uh, needs some work on his um, other stuff that he does, but pretty much every high school edge guy needs that work on the on the rush. He he'd basically be even a bigger pickup than Anthony James was, and as big as Anthony James was for a pickup. Elijah Rushing would be even bigger because he's he's a guy who's a little bit more ready to go and could make an impact right away as a freshman. So that's the top guy on Washington's list now. A guy that they had committed earlier. Jackson Jones out of uh, Yuma Catholic down in Arizona, 6'3", 215. He's, he actually flipped his commitment to Oregon. Washington is not really recruiting him anymore. Um, there's a couple other guys, Analu Lafayette out of uh, St. Louis High School in Honolulu, 6'3", 222, can really bend the edge, really good pass rusher. He's he's up there on Washington's board, but he's not like like right there at the top. He's, he's right up there, though. Demarion White out of Granite Hills, out of in El Cajon, California, 6'4", 215. I had said, expressed on our board that I thought his frame might limit him and how big he could get. But then I watched him and I saw him in person. And he's a guy who I think could could get up to about 245, 250, play there pretty easily. Really good pass rusher as well. And then another guy, his name is Mana, but his full name is Ratu Mana Bula Balavu. He's out of uh, a school in Carlsbad, California, Army Navy Academy, Army and Navy Academy. He's 6'4", 245. I don't even think this guy even has a clue how good he can be. He's 6'4", 245, can really come off the edge. Saw him at a camp um, that I went to, and, and he's a guy who I really like a lot, and I think Washington has a really good shot with him. Two other guys that we mentioned in the defensive line recruiting, but I have to mention them for edge recruiting because they're also looking at these guys as, as edge guys is DeAndre cook out of friendship collegiate Academy in Washington, DC and uh, Dominique Kirks out of Villa Angela, St. Joseph in Cleveland, Ohio. Those are two guys, six, five, about two fifty uh, for uh, Dominique Kirks and DeAndre cook, six, three, two sixty. Those guys could play defensive end, defensive line, 
or edge. So I think Washington's kind of looking at at the versatility and the frames on those guys and what they want to do with them. But um, I think I could see them taking four guys that they're recruiting as edges and knowing that two are probably going to grow themselves into defensive linemen. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. But I could see Washington taking upwards of two to three, maybe even four edge guys, but not all of them are going to project to edge. Spring weather is out there and lots of yard work to be done. Lots of projects around the house. Nothing better than to just turn it, put in the AirPods, put on the headphones and listen to a podcast for the guys from dogman.com to get your Husky football fix. And if you're just looking for just straight podcasts for what we're doing, just go ahead and take a look on the forums page and look for the Dogman radio archive and every position review will be on there. You can go back into the archives and listen to past stuff. I know that sometimes I'm looking for things to listen to when I'm out working in the yard. So, um, you know, great place to go just to uh, make the work go a little bit faster. So for all of us at dogman.com, I'm Kim Grenolds along with Scott Eklund. Go dogs. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.